Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit down down with the Ambuja food aid. Twin Cities. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. <laughs> I have to make some mic changes for a moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is again Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Um, I know I'm sorry I missed last week, folks. I hope you missed me. <laughs> Sometimes you need to take a And it really wasn't. It was just, you know, I I was ill, actually. <laughs> anyway, I am back this week. And, of course, as you know, we are here to talk about food. Uh, you know, the Ambuji Foodie is a food show. And there's so much stuff that I, I really want to talk about. I was doing research, things that I wanted to share last week that I didn't get an opportunity because I wasn't here. Oh, man. Um... And some of the weirdest stuff, too, I just have to say, and I'm going to jump right into it uh, in just a moment. But first and foremost, let me uh, let you know that you have the opportunity to be on air with me. If you have a question, comments, suggestions, perhaps of a place to actually go to, <laughs> please feel free to give me a call here at the radio station. I'll definitely share it on air. You may yourself may be able to share that on air as well. So don't be shy. The telephone number here is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. You can call me here at the radio station. You could even send me a message on Facebook. I am on Facebook. I'm on a number of social media platforms. So there is Facebook, which is the Unbougie Foodie. There is also um, Instagram, which is the underscore Unbougie Foodie. And remember, there that's a, a T-H-E underscore Unbougie Foodie. So it's, yeah not just the underscore and it, it is the actual word the underscore sorry i just had to make that clear because someone some other friends were like i can't find you um <laughs> twitter is at unbougie foodie and then you know you have 
I have a website too that you could also visit as well uh, here past episodes uh, it is www.theunbougiefoodie.com again you'll see past episodes and even articles that I've written for a community newspaper but as I mentioned let me just jump right into the show with okay something very weird <laughs> uh, and maybe not weird per se but I don't know. Um, Some folks, have you ever wondered, I know I have, about how long it is to, to have butter out? Do you always put it in the refrigerator? Uh, I mean, but then you have to go through either a process of taking it out of the refrigerator, letting it soften, because, you know, what if you want to put it on toast or some other delicate bread? (laughs) yeah I've wondered about that and I'm quite sure that many others have as well but interestingly enough uh, there (laughs) someone else has all um, thought about it as well Um, there was an article that talks about how safe it is to leave your butter unrefrigerated so on the counter which is so awesome because seriously um, I like my butter softened I want to be able to spread it on I don't get a chance to do it often but you know maybe a blueberry muffin <laughs> uh, or you know a banana nut muffin but importantly just bread in itself so but the article it talks about it, it's very it's I won't say odd but I'm just gonna jump right in and said possibly a week to a week and a half uh, the what actually what that actually means is and there's a there's a reason for that why I say that too and why they mention it too um, and considering of course the type of place that we I mean the state that we live in or the area or region of the states that we live in um, it does help um, so you don't always necessarily have to refrigerate it all the time. I mean, anyway. Yeah, they said a, about a week before it turns, as they said, rancid. <laughs> or And you could tell, really tell the difference. How, yeah, I'll get into that in just a moment. But specifically, that week, and maybe like week and a half, the reason for that, and it says, in agreement with the USDA and FDA guidelines, most butter companies say to keep butter refrigerated, but it's mostly, you know, with butter meaning mostly fat, uh, maybe about 80%, uh, it makes it less attractive to bacteria than products with high water content. So, you know, many types of butters, you know, they're, they have pasteurized milk, um, and so they get less prone to bacterial growth and that's coming from organic authority too but as long as you're keeping your butter in an airtight container um, maybe like a, a, a crock um, and a crock is just a, a particular type of, of container specifically for butter <laughs> um, not a crock pot don't get that confused um, but it makes you know you're able to keep it at room temperature longer and they said about a week week and a half but here this 
particular organization, you know, the Organic Authority, they extended that to two weeks, which I thought was very surprising. But again, when the butter is, when it's room temperature or if it rises above room temperature, let's just say maybe about 68, 70 degrees, uh, you really should have that refrigerated. So again, that's why I mentioned uh, the area that we live in, the region that we live in, um, yeah, you really have to kind of like turn up the heat <laughs> uh, a lot because especially in your home, um, if it's less than, gosh, like now, if you don't have the heater on or anything like that, probably inside your home is probably maybe 60 degrees or less. So that's awesome, you know, and I know that seems so weird. Why would you want to leave butter out? For all the reasons that I said, you want to be able to spread that on whatever you'd like and not have to worry about it. There are ways that you can actually soften butter, if you would, um, very ingenious ways too. You know, maybe then we'll talk about that another time. But just interestingly enough, I, I just thought, you know, I had a block of butter. It was Kerry Gold, um, and it was it was Kerry Gold. And I had it in the freezer only because, you know, when you buy things kind of in bulk, I had two and they were both in the freezer because I was using butter already. And so I brought this butter out and I'm like, OK, let me go ahead and let it sit out to soften and everything. And somehow or another, I came across this article and I was just thinking, gosh, how fitting because here I am, I have this butter sitting out on the counter to soften. And this article comes up <laughs> with, you know, how long can you leave your butter out you know but yeah can you imagine almost two weeks well at least from one one standpoint i'm going by a week week and a half so yeah i i, I don't know about you i I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid past that week week and a half i will stick it back in the in the refrigerator but yeah. And if you want to know when it, how to tell when the butter has gone rancid, um, it's the article goes on to say that if your butter tastes stale, bitter, or has a very strong smell, yeah, then it's probably rancid. Which I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever experienced that. Hmm. A very, very interesting. Uh, Europeans. You know, they have butter all out all the time. You know, majority, you know, they keep their homes tend to be cooler than Americans anyway. Uh, but here <laughs> in the Midwest, um, yeah, we can kind of leave it out, folks. You can leave it out. Let your butter soften. Just make sure you're putting it in an airtight container. That's all. So. Oh, man, there are a few places that have opened up. Uh, but before I even tell you about that, there I've got to give a shout out to, um, gosh, uh, Smoke Session Barbecue. Man, y'all, if you have not been over to Smoke Sessions Barbecue over on, I mean, they have a, it's a, a food trailer, if you would, a mobile food kitchen. <laughs> Uh, gosh, 
telling you, get yourself over there. Uh, I had some really, 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 really good uh, short ribs. And you, I, I say this because I, that's how I kind of like really know that food is really going to be really good. Um, when you see certain individuals, maybe of a certain nationality uh actually going someplace uh and enjoying that food or even i'll put it a little bit more broad if you see a larger crowd of people going to someplace repeatedly yeah you know it's good you know it's good so of course i've been think I may have talked about um, smoke session uh, barbecue some time ago maybe it was during a time period that we were uh, we were talking just about barbecue in general and maybe it's because they were just brand new and I never got a chance to go over and actually experience um, this food but you know I'm gonna tell you about it so that maybe you uh, would have the opportunity to hey make a comment or share how great it was I'm telling you, folks, I've been missing out. Uh, week after week, almost daily, actually, they post of short ribs or rack of ribs or, yeah, of something that they're actually going to be having as a special. Uh, man, I, I just, I seriously have been missing out. It's just amazing. Anyway, the address is 1590 White Bear Avenue. It's in St. Paul, uh, 55106. Um, I'm just going to tell you all what they have right now. Or if you go on their Facebook page uh, and the very for one of the very first posts, I guess, that they, they did this morning, uh, it's telling you to come by by 11 o'clock. So I will be there by 1115 because <laughs> I'm going to go get... Uh, probably some ribs but anyway they have there's a number of things that are on their menu so you just have to really go there and really see but one of the things that I am dying to have again is their short ribs uh, but they have a full rack of there's pork ribs that they offer they have pork belly um, they have and you'll be able to see prices and everything on there as well so feel free to go there and check them out uh, but trust me, I encourage you, <laughs> go to their Facebook page and you'll see what I'm talking about. Whoever's doing this, doing the camera work, yeah, you're doing a good job, a really good job. <laughs> um, but they have, as I mentioned, uh, pork ribs, beef beef short ribs, um, ah, the pork belly, <sighs> just meat, y'all, just meat. And you will not be disappointed, I tell you. So folks that are looking out for possibly, I don't know, what's a good barbecue place or tips, uh, chicken, yeah, beef, yeah, smoke session. And I'm not saying that there aren't others out there as well, but I'm just giving a shout out to smoke session. Man, was that meat so good. It was it was, it was on point, I just gotta say. So, yeah, once again, 1590 White Bear Avenue, St. Paul. 
make sure you get out there folks all right since that one is done thank you because <laughs> i had to get it in i couldn't forget about it i i just couldn't i really couldn't yeah smoke session they they're they're it's really good stuff i just gotta say mm. okay so coming up there is a restaurant that i i didn't even know about uh and what is it called i have the oh so for those of you that are over in i would say uh, i don't know would it be oh, on nicolette just i guess over on eat street i would suppose um there is a mexican restaurant that is opening up or has opened it's called soltaqueria and where are they located they're on nicolette avenue Oh, there it is. Okay, maybe it's not Eat Street. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's on Nicolette, but it's further down, which is very surprising. Um, but it's they serve comfort food, so all types of, you know, it's Mexican cuisine. They are located at 5447 Nicolette Avenue uh, in Minneapolis, 55419. Um, they also do have a website as well and do, 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 i love it it is soltaqueria mpls and i'll spell that uh, so that's www.s-o-l-t-a-q-u-e-r-i-a-m-p-l-s.com um yeah, I love it. I, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff right now. Wow, I'm there and uh, yum. Uh, so I'm going to the menu, y'all. That's what there's there's a, a small pause. Uh, well, while that menu is coming up, just know that they are a new place that opened up. Uh, they actually are open right now you know their hours are from 10 a.m to 10 p.m and their, their menu i am not getting their menu i don't know what happened i don't know with the menu i don't know it's a shame i don't see a menu <laughs> Okay, that's not like a, a, a bad thing on them. It's just, hey, I don't see a menu. Okay, so some of the things that I am sh I'm showing, and although they, sometimes you don't really need a photo, but you know, but it, it's helpful. Uh, I did finally get to a menu. So okay, they have some of the things that they offer. Um, they have flautas. Um, what is that? Chili rellenos, um, patillo, uh, enchiladas. Uh, I think I've had caldo res before. I'm not sure, but you know, of course, they are, again. This is comfort, comfort Mexican food. So of course, the the standard um, maybe tacos, um, burritos that you're going to that you're you know interested in as well um, are all there. I wonder what that California burrito tastes like. But they have a chimichanga burrito, 
uh, a fajita burrito. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that's not like strange or interesting, but the next one I was going to say, which was uh, a suzo, suzo burrito. Um, and like I said, there are the, the standard uh, taco items that you, or um, taqueria uh, items that you would actually get. So, you know, again, it's someplace new in the Minneapolis area. Uh, and, you know, open until 10 p.m. I guess that's considered kind of late over there. So, you know, if you wanted something kind of like, I don't know. You no, know, you wanted to, your taste buds were saying, hey, I, I need something uh, flavorful <laughs> and tasty. Late night, eight nine o'clock <laughs> you could definitely swing by there or even place an order uh but yeah you could definitely go to their i would encourage you to visit their website to find out a little bit more um soul taqueria mpls.com um new place 5447 nicolette avenue moving on ay ay um i i don't get a chance to i do talk about some hot I mean some sushi places you know maybe places that I've gone to um, so I don't know of all of the sushi places in town I am making my way to certain places but I am I am seeing my way ab- around and getting the help of certain articles and lets me know that hey some places open uh, yeah there is one called Momos, Momo Sushi. Uh, new in the Northeast area, Momo Sushi. Um, I think I might have to go there. Because, yeah, I'm looking at these wonderful uh, rolls, or just sushi, and the things that they're offering, uh, yeah, look uh, very tasty breakfast time and I shouldn't be having sushi in the morning but I tell you that's what I feel like right now because good lord uh, yeah this stuff looks really good so Momo Sushi is located at 1839 Central Avenue uh, that's northeast I should say um, oh man I need to stop looking don't I uh, uh, yeah, I I need to stop looking. <laughs> but if you also want to uh, visit their website, it is Momo Sushi uh, MN, so Minnesota dot com. Yeah, um, I I just want to tell y'all, uh, if you're not looking at the website with me while we're doing this, uh, while you're listening to me. <laughs> You're missing out, and I think you need to go on the website to actually see what I'm talking about. But that's not a command. You could do it on your own, on your own, in your own time. Uh, but yeah, presentation is really pretty on some of the stuff. Um, you have to actually go someplace and then really experience. You know, have the food. I, I say. Uh, wow, there's a there's a broccoli roll, a broccoli roll, hmm, a broccoli roll. Interesting, a broccoli roll. 
<laughs> I, I'm interested to find out what a broccoli roll is. Uh, okay, not the obvious. It's not always obvious. Some folks might say it's just, you know, there's broccoli on the inside. That may not always be the case. But they have a variety of different um, roles. There's a vegetarian. Um, well, at least one of the areas that they have states it's vegetarian. Um, there's got to be more. I would assume that there's more. Anyway. Uh, you certain Oh, they have a lot more. Oh, wow. Uh, I like to check out the uh, what the chef considers their specialty rolls. Uh, yeah. I, oh. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Spicy tuna on the inside, topped with tuna, yellow uh, salmon, yellowtail, and avocado. What? Uh, the Kiss of Fire. <laughs> Spicy tuna, cream cheese, and cucumber inside. Toaster salad on the top, covered with avocado, uh, hachi, uh, jalapeno, and spicy sauce. Okay, who's ever came up with these wonderful names? Thank you. These seem really exciting. <laughs> uh, of course, they have the stand. Their standards like the dragon roll. It's a California roll topped with eel, uh, avocado, and tobiko. Uh, hey, the the northeast roll, uh, a deep fried California roll topped with spicy tuna and jalapeno on top, finished with uh, puzo and eel sauce. Man, see, what did I say? I shouldn't be trying to read these out and everything because I haven't had breakfast and my stomach is telling me you need to have something really good, which I've already made my decision. I'm going to sessions in a little bit. So tummy, calm down. This is a food show. Have to listen about the food. But once again, folks, I Momo Sushi in Northeast. So if you're probably wondering, hey, where is a new place in Northeast that you could actually go to? Um, here's here's one, Momo Sushi. And once again, they are located at 1839 Central Avenue Northeast, uh, Minneapolis 55418. And again, their website. Uh, if you'd like to visit and find out more about them, it is momosushimn.com. So make sure you visit. Oh, wow. There were... I'm going to mention of, about an event um, that is... Well, that, mm, yeah, I, I guess if you... I, I think it's probably best if you plan way ahead. Um... I have never really had an opportunity to go to maybe like a Hmong festival. And I really want to. Uh, so I, I mentioned that because June 29th uh, and the 30th. So like I said, it's it's way in advance, but it caught my attention and I thought I, I wanted to share. Um, yeah. Uh, it is a Mungtown Festival. And again, it's going to be on the 29th, June 29th and June 30th. I said that I'm going. Uh, well, I'm I'm interested. I, I put that I was interested because, you know, sometimes things happen. And you don't get a chance to do all the things that you really want to do. 
So, Mongtown Festival is going to be uh, June again, June 29th and 30th. The address where it's going to be held is 217 Como Avenue, and that's in St. Paul. Um, I'm going to make it a big time, you know, effort to to go. I really want to go. I've never had an opportunity to, and I love Hmong food. Um, I would love to learn more about it, um, or just different dishes and so forth. And hopefully, you know, I get a chance to go. Uh, maybe I'll, you know, some Hmong friends might go with me or I'll make some Hmong friends, uh, some additional Hmong friends there. And uh, they'll teach me or instruct me on different dishes and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I really want to do this. Uh, yeah. And there's going to be so many different type of events and things that are going to be going on with, uh, you know, the festival. I mean, there's going to be food, entertainment, um, games, uh, pageants. So, again, and you know, it's free. <laughs> what, do, what do I always say? If it's free, it's for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> keep in mind, once again, it's further in advance. But, hey, sometimes you need to know about these things in advance. June 29th and the 30th. It doesn't say, like, uh, the hours. Well, I guess it says 9 a.m. So, on both days, it would be 9 a.m. Yeah, make it a point. Put it on your calendar. Uh, especially if you probably want to know more about Hmong um, cuisine or just maybe the culture. It's events like it's events like these that you know you're encouraged to actually go out. Uh, I'm going to be very honest and just forward and just say I uh, I would not like to go alone. <laughs> I said not like to go alone. Um, because I want to have, I want to be able to converse with someone and ask them their opinions about either the food or whatnot. But if there are some Hmong friends that would like that know me <laughs> and would love to actually go with, with me to this, please let me know. Uh, even if you're not Hmong and you just want to find out or want to have a good time, <laughs> please make sure you get at me. Uh, that's that's all I'm gonna say. I just don't want to be the only person. I don't want to be that one person wandering about, uh, not really knowing anyone. So I want to have someone else to go with. <laughs> That's not to say that I don't go to things by myself. Uh, you know, in this case, in this situation, I really would enjoy having a conversation with someone asking, hey, what do they think about the food? Or what do they think about, you know, just the culture, just being at the festival, enjoying ourselves uh, and the time there. That's important to me. To, to me <laughs> it may not be to other people maybe they just want to just go just because they want to get out of the house I don't know <laughs> but that's just me so uh, yeah Monktown Festival June 29th and 30th oh so there are I you know I don't it's interesting when you find out new places um, that open up um you know, you, you, you find out about them in whatever ways. Like I said, you you find out. You just find out. 
there's a new Ethiopian restaurant that has opened up for, yeah. They are called, I be, and I, I apologize if I don't get the name correct, but it's, I believe it's called Meseret uh, Ethiopian Restaurant. They are located at 3867 Minnehaha Avenue South. Uh, and that's Minneapolis, 55406. They also have a website as well. And their website is meseretrestaurant.com. M-E-S-E-R-E-T and then restaurant.com. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't, I have had Ethiopian food. And of course, uh, what was it? Uh, Fasika, I've gone to. Um, where was the other place? I don't remember. The, there was another place that I had gone to uh, and had Ethiopian, and I, I enjoyed myself. But, oh, wow. They have, uh, I'm on their uh, website right now and looking at all the wonderfulness. Uh, of course, they have the, the, the standards, you know, sambusa, um, that's lentils, tortilla, oil, onions, um, jalapeno. Um, oh, I don't know what that is. Wow. Uh, there's these are this is an appetizer I'm looking at, folks. So again, I'm on their website and I went to their you know their menu um, section, and they have a, a breakfast and a lunch, you know, type of items. So that's interesting. Um, I'm looking at one of their, the description of the, uh, the appetizer, uh, and man, I'm going to have to actually practice <laughs> and, and make sure that I get these, uh, get these pronunciations correct. Because I, I want to respectfully, you want if you're going to be talking about some another culture's food, you want to get it right, don't you? So this is called um, Shiru Fit Fit, I, I believe. S H I R O, Fit Fit. I mean, Fit Fit is all one is is one word, of course. But um, Shiri Fit, uh, Shiri or uh, Shiru, I think it's Shiru Fit Fit. Um, you, you may not like it, y'all. Uh, okay, no, 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 no. I take that back. I would encourage you to go there and make your own determination. I'm a person that likes to try very a variety of different types of cuisines and things, uh, with the exception of... Uh, shout out to my Filipino folks. I don't think I could try Baluk. Sorry. I, I think I may have to draw the line. In this particular instance, though, for this appetizer, this um, Shiru Fit Fit, it is, and it's most likely chopped up fine, grunt, what, yeah, maybe I'll have to find, go out there and find it, figure it out and find out. But the ingredients, uh, liver, beef, mitmida, um, garlic, onion, jalapeno, butter, and the last one is maybe beef or or um, pork stomach. 
I don't know. You, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, I really don't know. You'll have to actually figure that out. But like I said, I'm a person that likes to try anything, uh, even if it is just one time. Yeah. I would be interested in trying that just to see what it's like. But uh, they are open Monday through Sunday. Uh, and, you know, they also cater too, which is interesting. So, but some of their stuff on their, like for breakfast, they have uh, egg fur fur, I think. It's scrambled eggs with tomatoes, onions, and I believe, oh, so injera. Um, barley soup. Uh, chumbo. Uh, chum I'm not sure. Just, okay, so chumbo is uh, all-purpose flour with cheese and pepper. Hmm, interesting. It, maybe that's a particular type of flour because it says Bacchid B-A-C-K-E-D all-purpose flour. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. I would love to go there and just kind of like sit down and ask them chef or whomever I'd like to try a little bit of everything you know I do see they have short ribs on there as well so on their menu but that's for lunch like I said it's very nice that they have breakfast and lunch you know separate um, I've never had uh, an Ethiopian type of breakfast before so that's interesting so it's a new place uh it's so new that you might be the first person to make a, a review or, or whatnot. So you never know. You might see me there. I don't know. Um, yeah, we talked about Momo. We talked about... So those are you know a few of the new places that have opened up. Um, yeah. New places. You know, like I said, you know, this is a food show, so we're always going to talk about some something in the you know, in the food realm um, whether it be a new place that's opened up um, maybe an experience I, I really would love to for you all to feel comfortable with sharing as well so feel free as I mentioned before to call into the radio station with your thoughts opinions comments suggestions uh, it is 651-200-3479 um, once again, 651-200-3479. Uh, there was an article, another article that, oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I tell you. It, it's, it's lovely when you get, you're about to share <laughs> a, a, uh, <laughs> some information only to find out that you cannot <laughs> because of uh, yeah well, we're not going to do that are we no gosh I, I'm going to have to share it ne with you next week because uh, it was a really great article that talks about how Minnesota is you know the food shelves food, shel food shelves are changing the different type of ingredients to really adapt to the 
the the diversity that we have within the cities. So, I mean, you know, if going, how do I put this nicely? And not even nicely. It's not a matter of being nice. uh, Being very real and very, very honest with it. Um, Being hungry or in a situation where you don't have food for your family could happen to anyone. Um, And we're talking about any nationality or ethnic group or it could happen to anyone. So if there are resources that are available, you know, such as a food shelf to help you uh, maybe gather some food for your family or make sure that there is food available for your family. Uh, why wouldn't you? Or wouldn't you want that opportunity to actually have food that is that you're familiar with? So that's what this article um, is actually going to be would be talking about. And mind you, I will talk about it possibly next week. Uh, yeah, because it's it's just spinning right now. But uh, it's important to make make sure that we're accommodating basically all of all of the uh, diverse groups that we have within um, the Twin Cities. Um, Hmong, uh, Ethiopian, Middle Eastern, all different races, nationalities, groups that we have. Food shelves full. Oh my goodness. Food shelves <laughs> should have the type of foods available um, to make folks feel comfortable with actually going there. Um, understanding about their neighborhoods, understanding about their communities. And that's the reason why um, food shelves are so important, too, because of the fact that. Um, they not only help those that are within the community to ensure that they have food available for their families, but it brings people together. What do I always say? Food always brings people together. And if it means that you could show that you care about another uh, diverse group um, by having food at the food shelf that they are familiar with, um, you know, how much closer can would that be? How much closer can that be to would you be able to bring folks together? Yeah. I I think it's important. I really do. Um and I'm not just saying that. Um, you know, it's something of course that really needs to be said and talked about and I'm I'm glad that there is an article about it. We'll go into more detail next week because uh, I really want to go in depth and hopefully have some additional conversations with with you as a listening audience um, to share your thoughts too. Um, maybe you may not have been in that particular situation, but maybe you know of a family that has and they've had to face that. Um, isn't it comforting to know that you could go to some place where you are going to get some food and get something that you're familiar with? And not just something that, oh gosh, I've got to eat this and this is not what my family is used to. It's, you know, health-wise or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I say. Bring people together in that manner. I I think it's important. I think it's important. Okay, 
still talking about food, but there was an article, <laughs> very interesting article actually, <laughs> and it goes, it's across the, I, I'm going to mention it because I thought it's very interesting and I would love to see something like this, I guess, within Minnesota. I want to see black farmers. I would love to see. I don't. I would don't recall seeing any type of black farmers. Um, to me, that seems like the, the unicorn that I've never seen. You know, I mean, I we see them probably. You see them more. You see them talked about uh, in news articles and so forth. I would love to actually go to the farm of a black farmer and this is for my own purpose yes i am a person of color but you know the farms that i've gone to they're always uh, a, a person that a non-person of color and that's what i'm getting at is i i'm interested to see how these black farmers um what they do um just their farming process i'm just really interested in it but the article and i personally am not saying oh well i have to preface this my parents when we were growing up it wasn't about and there i don't think it, they were trying to say that you're not a person of color or whatever or but their main focus for us was education. Get out there and get your schooling. You know, while many people, while many in our community personally, when we were growing up, it was about black and white and so forth. That was not the thing for, you know, that was in our household that was really talked about or that was, you know, get out there and I'm just using the phrase, uh, black power or black this or black that it was about getting out and getting an education and I again I preface this by saying this particular article it's entitled black farmers to buy from instead of whole foods and again this is a reason why I said that I would love to actually go to a black farmer <laughs> or or to a farm where uh, African-American or a person of color is leading the charge on this farm or but I, I would just like to find out and the reason why that was brought up is there was a, apparently a gentleman that um, I'll just read part of the article there was a confrontation between some you know law enforcement some residents um they were kids that were uh, ambushed by uh, at one point there were high school kids that had been ambushed by police um in riot gear who shut down pu public transportation um this was in baltimore city uh they're dependent on free or reduced meals uh or oh, what was it saying I, what was that point that i wanted to bring out 
it was something to the effect of uh, getting uh, organic turkey and cheese sandwiches. Anyhow, anywho, it led basically to the thought of a Whole Foods being, even though they're in a particular predominantly community that's people of color, um, there is the mindset or had been the mindset apparently of really not catering to the to that community. Um, I think it's just bringing to, to mind that whole word that, word that we hear so much about gentrification and um, it's people are not paying attention to the demographic or to the people that are within their community itself and they are in effect pushing people out or causing people to have to go elsewhere one reason in this case possibly because it is too expensive it can't be afforded uh you know by people in the neighborhood or when people in the neighborhood do go some to some place like whole foods um they're treated very wrongly so again the article is really not about whole foods the article really is about people going to black farmers or people of color going to support individuals that look like them so across the nation there are a number of different farmers and they say rather than going to whole foods where they talk about oh sustainability and and so forth and accountability when it comes down to um you know where my food is coming from the organics all of that um there are farmers within your area or within your community or in your cities that you can actually go to of course they list you know baltimore atlanta um, chicago um so many different other places you know cleveland uh and someone's gonna have to explain this to me dmv yeah somebody oakland detroit all of these are cities that really predominant many areas that are predominantly or within those cities themselves have predominant communities or groups of diverse groups people of color specifically there are farms i was even surprised reading this article or looking over this article that in one well not so much san diego but in los angeles um there's a bunch of there's like four or five um the ron uh, finley um, project solo food co-op um south central farmers co-op um cooperative uh, that one's an interesting one I, I think that might be even in south central los angeles um community services unlimited i remember talking about community services unlimited some time ago um and even though not being in los angeles still knowing about these different types of places where you can actually go and support these folks um rather than and these folks when you could support people of color uh or again people that look like you <laughs> um yeah i would love to see something like that here within the twin cities i i don't see it i you know here we have a, a large group or if we and I take that back actually, B 
because breaking bread or appetite for change is one. Um, but I think we need to even do it on a larger scale. Uh, and that's just my opinion, my own opinion. You know, I'm, that's just me thinking out loud. Um, yeah, it, it's just me thinking out loud. I would love to find out a whole lot more um, just about them within our, our local area. And hmm, I wonder, I think I might stand corrected by that because I think these are just more community, but appetite for change in association with breaking bread, but also city kids, a city kids farms. Those are the two that really stick out right now in, in my mind that are focusing on, uh, they're more community based. I think appetite for change, uh, because of where it's located there, considering the demographic, um, it, even though it is about community, it is, I mean, I've seen a lot of people of color um, in, you know, basically doing things within Appetite for Change. Uh, who could forget the, the little video that not, I shouldn't even, it's not a little video. It's a, a nice, a awesome video actually of these uh, young people getting together, talking about um, food in their community and what they wanna do to change it. And what they prefer is growing it themselves. I would love to just be, I would love to find out more about it uh, and have it more of them within our community, our communities. Anybody that has any idea about that, I would, I would love to maybe have you on the show and maybe discuss that and let that be a topic um, that if you're interested, here's a platform for you. Here's an opportunity for you, if you're also trying to be within the community or find out what the needs of the community are, or you have an idea of something that you feel the community really can take advantage of or benefit, here's an opportunity for you to share that. Um, I would like to invite any that have such ideas or wanna share, um, maybe in an organization, please come visit the show um, and we will have an opportunity for you to converse, use this as uh, your platform. Um, again, this food show, remember, it is it is about food. It is not just about going out to a restaurant, spending money, because you know we are all on some type of budget in some way, shape, or fashion. Uh, there's nothing wrong, of course, with going out and having a great meal. But at the same time, uh, food topics, um, this show covers food topics. So what's happening within the community? What's affecting the community? Uh, those are the type of things that I want to actually be able to discuss. Uh, and again, invite any that might be interested or have uh, some type of idea uh, or currently have uh, uh, working with an organization that is looking out for the community in reference to food and how we could 
either bring more accessible food. Um, I, we have some already, but why couldn't we have more? There's no reason why it would just be one organization. There should be organizations uh, within multiple organizations within a community. Um, more than just the very prominent ones, it should be ones. It could be a block thing, you know. What's what's going on around y your block? These are large blocks, folks. <laughs> People within a block radius, or you know, you never know what's going on, even with your next door neighbor. Um, I was talking in my secular, no, not secular, in my day job, <laughs> Monday through Friday. Um, I was talking with uh, my supervisor, and he was mentioning about uh, uh, maybe a, a organization or maybe something with his um, his church or uh, where he goes to worship. Um, how they have uh, kind of something of if someone has a garden next door or within the community, and they have fruits or vegetables that are about to go bad. Um, call someone or why not you know be neighborly be building the community by saying hey i have these apples that are about to go bad would you like them i know you like to bake pies or buy bake or whatever the case is can you use them maybe not would you like them can you use them you know those are the type of things that i'm interested in and sharing with you the community the as audience listeners I hope you really would give me an opportunity to continue to do that. So again, um, this show is about that. And I want to make be able to continue as well as engage you as uh, being part of the community to do that. Uh, so, you know, please make sure that you're sitting down with me every week, every Saturday specifically uh, at 10 a.m., right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. And as I end every show, I want to encourage you and remind you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you could be because really, it is all about the food. Until next week, folks, peace. And now, taste it. Je foudais.